are troubled waters and there are troubled waters in your heart. And you look at the waves and you look at the wind. You get caught up in the circumstance and situations, but never forget that before the waters ruled this earth, my spirit ruled. When the waves, when the storm came against my son, my son sat in the boat and was sleeping. And when he awoke, he spoke to the wind and the waves and he said, peace be still. And the Lord would say to you, peace be still. My peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives peace. Do not let your heart be troubled. So the Lord would say, do not look at the circumstance and the situation of this hour, but look to the peace of God to rule your hearts, to rule your mind, to bring the calmness, to allow you to, to see above and beyond the circumstance, even as a plane would fly above the clouds, above the storm, and see the sun. So my peace will bring you into a place where you will see my son, my son who will direct your heart, my son who will direct your mind, my son who will see a path to navigate through the storms, through the winds, through the waves. For I have not ordained you to be caught up in a circumstance, in a situation, but I have ordained you to rise above, to be the overcomer, to be the ones who would set the course, to be the ones who would direct the winds and direct the waves, the ones who would be the trailblazers for many are caught up in the circumstance and situation and they are looking for navigation and I say to you my son my daughter you are my navigation you are the one who rises above you rise above as you rest in my peace so my peace I leave with you my peace I give you once again do not let your heart be troubled do not be caught up in that which is around you. Rest in me, trust in me, and my path, my peace will give you the path to take. It's not about God using you. To minister. And I will show you in scripture. And bring something that you already know to mind. It's about your holiness. Thank you, God. With God. Right. Not being used. Not your giftings. Read Romans. It's the holiness. Of God. That brings a difference. Because without it, no man shall what? See the Lord. You see, Judas was noted among the ministry. Judas raised the dead. Judas prayed for the sick. Judas saw signs, wonders, and miracles. Judas was anointed to do ministry. So being used of God doesn't make you right with God. Judas cast out devils. But your heart and your love relationship with him is important. Amen?
Remember, I'll say it again, Judas was used in his giftings. It's your holiness that scares the devil, not your giftings. So tonight and this morning, this afternoon, let's start with a fresh commitment to God. Let this year be of the best year yet in your closeness, in your walk, in your relationship with God. We all need the grace and mercy of God in our lives. So let's start off with a fresh commitment. Does that sound good? If that's your heart and desire, we're not going to come forward. Just stand where you're at. I'm standing already. Just stand in agreement. Amen. And we're going to pray together out loud for a fresh commitment starting the new year. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. It's not about my gifting, not about my speaking, not about my prophecy, not my casting out devils. It's not the way that you use me or the way that I serve, but it's about my holiness and my closeness to you, my intimacy. So this morning, I make a fresh decision and a fresh commitment to walk the walk, to live the Christian life. Lord, I know you'll use me. Lord, I give you all that I am and all that I have. Thank you for mercy and grace and for a new year. You are the Lord of my life. Give the Lord a clap offer. Amen. Don't touch anybody, but find two, three people and say, God bless you, like this. Bow down and say, God bless you. No touchy, no touchy, no touchy. No touchy, no touchy. Bow down and say, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. morning live stream family we love you thank god you are tuned in amen let's look at this word this morning his time a perfect time his time look at your neighbor this morning and say it's his time it's perfect you believe that? How many of you believe that God knows time? How many of you understand we don't know and understand God's time? But he is perfect in time. As we enter into the church fast coming up, you have your hand out there. It will start Monday morning, January 25th. So eat everything you can eat till Monday morning, the 25th. 
And then you get to not eat again. No, I'm just kidding. Till Saturday, January 30th. Let God define for you what to eat, when to eat it, maybe not to eat. It's really not about your eating. It's about your obedience. Hello? Because you may not even be interested in food. But it's your obedience. If you just fast, you've missed everything. You must fast and you must pray. Yes, you must fast and you must pray. If you are watching by live stream and you do not have one of these fast guideline sheets, not a problem. Don't you fret one minute. We will get one to you. Just call, text, Twitter, Instagram. I don't care how you get to us. We'll get you one of these. Amen? But let God define your fast. And study the word of God. We are remiss because we don't understand what the word says. Listen to me. The pulpit people can just do so much. We can keep imparting scriptures, but you have to read your Bible. You have to study the word of God. So there it is. I want to draw your attention to the last line on that page. It says, journal what you hear the Lord saying. It's not about what you want God to do. Look what it says there. What does God want you to do? This is setting you up for the year so that you have direction you have understanding. Listen to me. We're in a battle. What you see going around the nation is definitely unusual, but it's only unusual to us because we've not really walked this way before. But I want to tell you, read your Bible. It talks about these times. What you see in the earth is inevitable. We are not of the earth. Hello? How many of you are just visiting here? How many of you would wish that your visit would just get cut short? I'm tired of this visit. But we're here to do something. It's exciting. We're seeing a move of God. So I want you to take this fast very seriously this year. Does that make sense? Say, I will pray. I will read the word. I will get closer to God than I have ever been. Amen. His timing is perfect. I want you to understand this morning, make no mistake about this. God did not walk in on the scene and go, oh, look what's happening in America. God is in control. God is in control. 
God is in control. He's not shocked by the events of our times. We kind of get shocked. And yet if we understand the word of God, Ecclesiastes talks about seasons and times. Read the word. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, we are at the right time and the right place. That's right. All that has come against us as a nation and as individuals, it has brought discouragement. Don't get discouraged. It has brought fear. It has brought impatience. It's brought all of the above, but Stop it in the name of Jesus. We're at the right place and at the right time. You get to be alive in this hour. Not you have to be alive in this hour. He handpicked you. He could have picked all kinds of other folk to be alive at this hour. He picked us. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you know he must have seen something in us before we were even created? Discouragement has come to this nation because we can't even believe the stuff we're seeing. But I want to tell you something. Discouragement has come into our hearts because we're all going through attacks too. If you can raise your hand and tell me you have not been under attack this year even so far, that everything has been like a ride on the clouds for you. Garbage. You know you've been attacked. You've been attacked in your mind. You've been attacked in your finances. You've been attacked in your body. You've been attacked in your family. Everything. Not just the nation. And so discouragement tries to come in. And a lot of the problem is we pray and we're impatient. We're impatient. We want God to do something now. Don't you see, God? This is like right here looming. If it gets any closer, I'm going to feel it brush against me. He's going, but it's not there yet. See, we're impatient. We want God to do something now. But I want you to look with me at the word. Look at Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. I want you to hear this version. He has made everything suited to its time. Hmm. He has given humans an awareness of eternity. But in such a way... They can't comprehend the things God does. We don't get it. 
he has made everything suited. How many of you know that takes time? Hello. How many of you have ever laid your clothes out for an event? How many of you have ever put things neatly in order for something happening or coming? How many of you, maybe before you go to bed at night, lay out your clothes? Like that's what I do. Because I don't want to waste time the next morning. Are you getting it yet? It takes time. It takes time to mold and shape the people of God. It takes time to use something you're going through to shape you and mold you and put you suited to the time you're in. It's quiet in here. Ecclesiastes says this in that verse. In another translation, see, read, read, read the word of God. This one says, fits precisely together for his intense pleasure and satisfaction in time. Oh, so not only is it suited to the time, it has to meet God's standards. And why did the other versions, and even this one, talk about he gives us an awareness of eternity? Because we need to start thinking spiritually and get your minds spirit-led, not flesh-led. Get your mind on why are we going through this in my family? Why am I going through this in my marriage? Why am I going through this with my kids? Get out of the natural. You're going through stuff because he's molding you and shaping you. The devil wants to destroy you. If you weren't aware of it, some of you have even said, why did I choose to do what I do for a living? Some of you are going to say, oh, because it was all that there was. Nonsense. Get into the spirit. God put you there. Why did I marry this person? God knew. He can even take plan B and make it plan A. If we get out of the natural, stop looking at our mate's garbage and say, okay, God, I am going to pray till my eyeballs fall out. Stop looking at your mate and get your eyes on God. He's waving over here because we've lived it. Hello, are you there? Are you getting what I'm saying? Come out of the natural. This morning, I get to the church, we're all talking, and I go, oh my God, I forgot my word. It's sitting on my kitchen table. That made me so aware this is the word of God that he has for us. 
I zipped home. I came back. All is well because I refuse and I let that devil have it all the way home. How many of you hear me? He's given you a glimpse of eternity. Why? Why did he stick that in that verse? Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. He's letting them know about eternity as well as the times because he doesn't want us to get off and miss the boat. How many of you know the very elect are going to miss the boat? I am not missing the boat. I'm getting on the bus or the plane or the train or the cloud that goes to eternity with Jesus. Because I want to be made suitable for the time. He is into keeping his promises. Are we? We promise to love and serve him. The Jewish people every day when they wake up in the morning, they pray the Shema. I will love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, with everything in me. That's a promise. Are we praying this stuff? Are we saying it to God? Are we living it? Hear my heart. Don't break your promise. Don't let the devil get you so discouraged. I don't care who runs the show around the earth. I pledge allegiance to the kingdom of God. Listen to me. People, this, this thing going on in our nation, it's not about an election. It's not about a president or a vice president or this or that. It is an assault on the body of Christ and against God. That is what it is. It's an assault on God. He, the enemy is coming in with his Jezebelic nonsense and trying to discredit the prophetic, trying to get people so discouraged they won't believe anymore, trying to get us to bow to Baal. We will not. This is not about an election. Get your mind out of the natural. Look to the spirit realm. This is an assault on God. Look at all the churches that have closed and will remain closed. Listen to me. Pray. Pray. Well, what do I do, Pastor? Pray and pray and fast and pray and stay before God. And don't give up. Pray for our president. Pray for our president-elect. Pray for all of them because God wants their souls. How many of you are getting this? Get out of the natural. Oh, this happened and now that's not going to happen. Forget it. God is in control. God is in control. But we have been called to be his army. 
in the earth. Not to uphold this and that and all that, to uphold him. To follow his laws, to follow his kingdom. This is the time. This is the time. This is the time you've been living your Christian walk preparing. This is the time. People, the discouragement is hit so bad, people aren't praying. They've given up. Well, you know, I wanted Bozo in office, and Bozo didn't get it, and that one didn't get it, and this one didn't get it, and my favorite senator didn't get it, and my favorite, forget it. Forget that junk. Get to the spirit realm. God, I'm praying for you to be the all in all. I'm praying, God, for your kingdom come. Not the world's kingdom. Your kingdom, God. Your kingdom come. Are you getting it? It says the Lord thoroughly prepares us for his perfect timing. He doesn't just prepare you. He thoroughly prepares you. How many of you have ever done some thorough cleaning? When we were kids, my mom would clean, and then she'd say, we're going to do some thorough cleaning. You knew that meant you weren't going anywhere for the day. Right? Or the term spring cleaning. You knew that there was nothing springy about it. You were going to scrub. You were going to work. You were going to get some stuff done. So forget about what you had planned. He thoroughly prepares you for his perfect time. What is, what is it we got to pay attention to? Watch what sidetracks you. Watch. I talked about this last week, but I'm going to say it again. Watch what distracts you. Listen to me. Social media is distracting. Shut it off. Video games and all the game junk, it's distracting. Throw it in the garbage can. Oh, but you don't know how much money we paid for it. Forget it. It's garbage. People can become a distraction. Stop worshiping your mate. Stop worshiping your kids. Stop worshiping things. Well, I don't worship them. Anything that has your attention more than God is a distraction. Are you hearing me? Sidetracked, distractions, impatience. We are so impatient. If God doesn't move within 24 hours, our hours, not God's hours, we are undone. We're a mess. No. Stick it out. Stick it out. Don't be impatient. Say, I'm going to just wait on God and take that devil and shove it. Wait on God. It's okay for you to go to God. Hey, God, hello. I'm really nervous about this. He understands all of that. But don't you go try to make something happen. Oh, like little Sarah did. 
Hello? God wasn't coming through, man, as far as she was concerned. He was just like missing it or something. So she just goes and says, hey, it's acceptable. Listen to me. Listen to what she's thinking. It's acceptable in my culture for my husband to sleep with the handmaiden. What's acceptable in our culture that ain't God? Oh, my God, have your pick, right? <laughs> it's okay. No, it wasn't okay. Thanks to her, we got this mess. <laughs> Thousands of years later. Now, poor Sarah. But how many of you get what I'm saying? It's okay to do this. It's acceptable. No. The timing of God. With everything that we think is acceptable, we miss God's time. Because we try to hurry it along. See, I don't know what it is for you, but you got to ask God to show you what is it I'm doing that I'm just trying to hurry you along, God. I'm trying to help you out a lot. Don't try to help God. Pray, 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 pray. There is an intercessor who prayed so hard. What was his name? That he had calluses on his knees from praying. Pray and hide. This is a real guy. At the turn of the century, this guy would pray so much that he had calluses on his knees. I'll take some calluses on my knees. Pray. Stay before the Lord. Another, just, another thing that hinders and gets in our way is fear. Fear. The fear. The fear. You name it, we're fearful of it. Fearful of tomorrow. Fearful of the past. Fearful of the future. Fearful of death. Fearful of life. Fearful. You name it, we're fearing it. And God's saying, stop. Stop. You're getting on my last nerve. How many of you know we get on God's last nerve? He's like, I don't believe this. We just got this healed over here, and now they're fearing over here. And then they're over here. Stop. Crush it. Crush fear. You have the authority and power. I bind up fear in the name of Jesus. I crush fear right now in Jesus' name by the blood. Devil, loose my mind. I'm not going to fear. I bind my mind to the mind of Christ. You got to do the warfare. Oh, but does it really help? Yes. Give it a try. You'll be amazed. And what does all this do? It delays everything. It delays everything. And then you're going, why is everything not lining up in the timing? Because we're delaying it with all our junk. <laughs> we're delaying God bringing an answer because we got all these things we got to get moved out of the way. And, and even Daniel went through that, right? See, if you read the word, Daniel talks about, hey, man, what took you guys so long? And the angel said, we had to fight through everything. It took 21 days. Oh. How many of you are sick of delay? 
You're sick of delay. It's a spirit. Oh, Dr. Cheryl, you're getting weird on us. No, I'm not. Bind up the spirit of delay and watch what happens. But very often when you bind up a spirit of delay, God's got to change you. Because you're causing a bunch of junk to go on. He's got to deal with me. Because I'm allowing certain things and i got to bind it up. How many of you ever got lost in all that fear? You're just like, oh my God. Bind it up. Bind your mind to the mind of Christ. God keeps his promises. The question is, do we, so that he can do things in his perfect time. You know what's so cool about God? Even after the delay, he takes and makes that time his perfect time. You know why? Because he's so not bound up in minutes, days, hours, seconds. He don't care about all that. There is no time where he's at. We're the ones. So never think you're late. Because when God comes through, it's the perfect time. Well, he sure does get close to the last minute. (laughs) He's an 11th hour God. But what he does in those 11 hours is the coolest stuff. When you testify, you testify about all that he's doing in that 11 hours to bring you to the answer. Are you getting it? How many of you don't want to go around mountains again? How many of you are sick of going around the mountain? Israel went around the mountain for 40 years. I don't want to go around no mountain. 40 years. Could you even imagine going around? Oh, yeah, remember we saw that the last time we were here. Forget it. I don't want to go around the mountain. I want one trip. How many of you take vacations sometimes? (laughs) Every 10 years or whatever. I get it. But how many of you have ever really gone back consistently every year to the same place? Okay, we got three weirdos right now. I'm just but you never see the same stuff all the time, right? Okay, so generally speaking, we don't want to go see the same stuff we've always seen. Even if we go, like I could live in Florida with no problem, okay? That would be my dream, You know, it's so wrong. Why does God choose pastors to pastor in Hawaii? That's not fair. (laughs) But do you hear what I'm saying? Like, I would live there. But when I go there, I want to go to a different view. I don't want to go to the same view. I don't want to see the same thing. I don't want to do, unless I'm so madly in love with that place. And that's what's going on for my three sisters over here. But do you hear what I'm saying? I don't want to go around the same mountain. I don't want to go through the same pain. He says, you can stop all of that. The key is to be in his time. The key is to not be frustrated, don't be impatient, and don't get discouraged. So if you feel discouraged, 
impatient, if you feel like frustrated, everybody's frustrated. That's where the anger comes from. Bind it up in the name of Jesus. Start pounding it with the blood of Jesus. Pound that thing. I speak to you, frustration. I bind you up in the name of Jesus. I speak the blood of Jesus against you. Frustration, discouragement, fear, all of that junk, impatience. I'm sick of you. I bind you up in the name of Jesus. You're going to begin to see a difference if you consistently look at it as something you need to pray against instead of something you have to experience. Hello? Say, I get it, Pastor. How do we know God's time? Let's look at Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak. It won't lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will surely come. It will surely come. For those that tarry. See, we just don't like to wait. Okay, you know what? You got three minutes and then I'm out of here. Okay, I've been sitting in this fast food line for at least 10 minutes. Either give me my burger or I'm out of here. Come on, microwave. I put you on for three minutes. You're only at 2.30. What's up? Like the microwave knows time. Am I making any sense? We don't want to wait. I mean, I'm right with you, man. I'll never, ever darken the doorstep of White Castle. Never. Never. Slowest fast food chain in the world. See what I'm saying? We don't want to wait. Someone said to me the other day, let's make some hot chocolate the old-fashioned way. I said, are you crazy, man? Stick it in the microwave a minute. When I was a kid, you had to boil the milk, put it. Not. Go get one of them packets, man. Pour it in. Microwave. You're done. Right? We don't want to wait. We got things to do, places to go, people to see. God says, how do you know my time? He says, the vision will come to pass. That which I've promised you, that which God says you'll do in this, in this season, in this time, it's going to happen if you will tarry and not be impatient. How do we know his timing? Our clock ain't Okay, how do we know his timing? First of all, there's always warfare prior to coming into his timing. The enemy will fight you tooth and nail. The enemy will come against you. The enemy will try to rob you. The enemy will bring discouragement. The enemy will bring impatience. The enemy will just try to destroy you, to make you think it's not God. 
See, don't be one of those Christians that walks around going, well, if God does this, then I'll do this. No, no. You get the mind of God. Get on your face. Cry out to God. And then whatever God speaks to you, if you feel like you need to bounce it off of leadership, then come and talk to leadership. But listen to me. Stop with the, well, if God does this, then I'll know it's God. No. God will give you signs, but come on. Either you're for him or you're against him. There ain't no purgatory. There ain't no purgatory. If you, if you came up out of what I came up out of, you get what I'm saying. There's warfare. I love it when people say, well, uh, if I was in God's will, I wouldn't be going through anything. Are you crazy? People that are unsaved go through stuff. So why are you? If, if I was in God's will, this wouldn't be happening. Try telling that to the persecuted church who are being tortured and beaten for not renouncing Jesus. Oh, that doesn't really happen, Dr. Cheryl. Yes, it does. One of our pastors in India shared with me once how they had arrested him and had tied him up and hung him upside down and beat the bottoms of his feet. Yes, it does. Stop it. Well, if we're in God's will, everything's great. No doesn't work that way. You're going to come up against warfare. If you don't pray in tongues, you better start. If you don't pray in tongues, you better get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, I, I think it's kind of weird. I, I don't know, Pastor. I just don't know all that gibberish coming out of my mouth. Good. It's probably more intelligent than the other junk that comes out of your mouth. Right? There are times I am so frustrated I don't know what to pray. Well, that's not going to win people. It is not me that's going to win people. It is not my praying in tongues that's going to win people. It is the Spirit of God at the right time. When I minister to people, they will come to Jesus. Are you getting this? Timing. His time. Perfect time. The second way that you know is when distractions come to keep you from what you really need to do behind the scenes. Distractions come. You decide, I'm going to go pray right now. I'm going to sit in my prayer closet. And all of a sudden, all this attention draws your attention to the load of laundry. How is that? It didn't bother you all morning, but now it's got your attention. Or you're about to go into your prayer closet, and here comes the phone call. It's well-meaning. It's well-meaning. Sister Susie, her cake didn't bake right. Will you pray for her? I'm not trying to minimize past little Susie, okay? All of you know I use Susie a lot in my teachings. But 
It, I'm not trying to discredit little sister Susie, but you can pray real quick and you can say, call me back later. I'm going into prayer. Are you hearing me? You didn't notice the floor needed vacuuming all week. All of a sudden, you see every piece of lint. Distractions. Distractions. I do not vacuum anymore. Amen. How do we line up? How do we make this happen in our lives? Getting into God's timing. Yield. Yield. Yield to him. God, what do you want? God, I'm not coming to you this morning. I'm not getting up from this floor. I'm going to lay on this floor till I know what you want me to do. I'm going to pray till something happens. I'm going to pray and intercede for your will, God, to come to pass. This impatience, this discouragement, it is what keeps us from missing what God has for us. I'm telling you. He spoke this so clearly to me. And when the enemy tried to get me to not preach it this morning, first thing that went through my mind when I had left it at home, maybe that wasn't God for this morning. Wrong. Let go. Let go of the control. Stop trying to control God. Control your situation. Control the world. Control. Stop it. Let go. Say, here, God, you know what? I am so done. Here, take it. It's sticking. Take it. But I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to live. I don't even know if I have a place to live. I don't know. It's okay. You don't have to know. His time is perfect time. His time is perfect time. His time is perfect time. Let's look at Isaiah 40, 31. This is key. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, I want you to look at the first two lines again. Those that wait upon the Lord, they wait for what? His time, when he's ready to do whatever. See, remember now what I've said before. He's looking at us from way up here. We're looking at everything from down here. All we see is here, he sees all. If you will wait on his time, your strength gets renewed. If you'll wait on his time, where it says there, mount up with wings like eagles. You know what eagles do? They don't just take off and fly with the other birds. They soar all the way to the top. They go where other birds can't go, and they soar above all the mess. All the other birds are down here going, oh my God, we got to get some food. Oh my God, what's going to happen to my little nest? Oh my God. And the eagles are up here going, and I'm just, it's peace and quiet up here. The next part of that verse, the next part, 
Thank you. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. They'll run and not be weary. If you're a runner, you realize you're never weary after you run. If you're a walker, you don't feel fatigued. You have energy. People don't work out. Listen to me now. This is just a little plug for the new year. But people don't work out to exhaust themselves. They work out to build stamina, strength, energy. Well, I just don't like to lift weights and all that. I don't either. But you can walk. You can walk. In fact, you can walk and pray. You can come to this house and you can walk all the way around the sanctuary and pray, walk and pray, walk and pray, walk and pray and just keep walking and praying. You can get a workout in the spirit and a workout in the natural. Are you getting this? See, what happens is, as we wait on the Lord, as we tarry, that's where the suddenlies come in. Suddenly, God happens. And all of a sudden, all the little devils of hell are running in every direction. Suddenly, God. Suddenly, God. Suddenly, you get an answer. Suddenly, you get that phone call you wanted. Suddenly, you get that letter in the mail you needed. Suddenly, you get that offer you've been waiting for. But you have to be praying, 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 staying before the Lord, talking to God, relationship with God, intimacy with God. What's the purpose of waiting? Why do we have to wait so we don't mess things up? <laughs> we wait so we don't mess things up while we're in the process. You and I are in a process, and it takes time. But when God says, all right, we did it, he cuts it loose, look out, because now we're in his time. When God says, okay, enough is enough. Get ready to see if you are faithful to just keep praying. And listen to me, husbands and wives, you have the most power in the spirit because where one is a thousand flee, where two are ten thousand flee, pray together. Pray together. Pray together. You form a threefold cord that cannot easily be broken. I'm speaking the word to you. There's you, there's God, and there's your mate. That's threefold cord. You begin to pray, and the devil shudders. He hates it. So why do you think he keeps you fighting, squabbling, upset about this, upset about that? He ain't doing this. She ain't doing that. If he can keep you doing that junk, what is that? It's a distraction. Then he keeps you from being a threefold cord. And then 
nothing happens. But when you begin to pray, God happens. God happens. See, I'm in the process. I'm going to change. God don't have to change. That's right. God don't have to change. I got to change. He, say it, he changes me. Thank you, God. In the wait, you come closer in a walk with God. In the wait, you come closer in your walk with God. I want you to write these little five things fast. Fast, fast, because I want you to see what preparation does in this clip. Number one, press through. Don't give up. There's nothing brain surgery about what I'm saying to you. It's just what you got to focus on. Don't give up. Press through. Number two, stay focused. Focus. We live in a world of distraction. Stay focused. Number three, be patient. And when you think you're patient, he's going to show you more patience. Number four, let go. Let go, let go, let go. Stop trying to control your mate. Stop trying to make them what you want them to be. Let go. Stop trying to control your kids. You give them the best parenting you know how to do. You tell them what's right. You show them what's right. And then you release them. And God's got to do the rest. Let go. Parents, don't you dare look and say, oh, I missed something. I should have done this. I didn't do that. Now look at them. No. If you raised them in the things of God and you know they know that word and you've drummed it into them and you've had the talks and all that good stuff, let go. Because they ain't getting too far from God. Because the one thing you're going to do is pray. Pray that God grabs them right by the neck and shakes them. Because they ain't getting far from God. I don't care how far it looks like they got. They ain't getting away from God. But you gotta let go. You gotta let go. You gotta let go. Last one, number five, trust, trust, trust. Listen to me. God is perfect and he knows. He orchestrates. His time is perfect, but he's looking for us to walk in peace and trust. See, Jesus is sitting up at the right hand of the Father, right? That's the word. And the Father says he's coming back, and we're like, yeah, yeah. And you know what Jesus is doing? Come on, I want to come back. Hurry, come on, I want to come back. But he can't because we aren't in God's perfect time yet. Because his perfect time, the Bible says, is at the restoration of all things. See, read your word. Does everything look restored to you? <laughs> but he's coming back. And Jesus is like a pit bull that when God cuts him loose, he's coming. He's coming. But he's got to wait till some stuff is restored. He's given every person every opportunity. He's so long-suffering. 
He wants us to come to him. He wants souls. That's why it's so urgent right now. Get people saved. Don't be afraid. Just tell them the gospel. The worst that can happen is they can say, no, thank you. Then it's their problem, not yours. Watch this clip. Say, I am in God's perfect time. I am in God's perfect time. I am in God's perfect time. Watch this clip about the importance of preparation. decided to take control of my life. I made up my mind to turn my body into a weapon. I would be a warrior scholar. I boxed. I went to school. I began reading W.E.D. Du Bois, Richard Wright. Move to your wife. So I gave up all the worthless luxury that most inmates crave. The girly books, bags, cigarettes, the movies. I hated them. In fact, I hated everyone. I didn't even speak English. I spoke hate. And his verbs were fists. I made up my mind to turn my body into a weapon that would eventually set me free or kill anyone who sought to keep me in prison. September 21st, 1961, I was released. And I vowed upon everything holy never to come back to prison again. Hallelujah. I love Denzel Washington. How many of you get it? We would not. There's something to learn there. Not about hatred. Well, I guess, too, you can learn something there, too. But about being steadfast, immovable, not shaken, becoming a weapon for the kingdom of God. Let's stand this morning. If you feel like you need prayer this morning, I want you to come forward. But I want you to just lift your hands right now. And pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, bring me into your perfect time in this season. I want to be what you want me to be. Take away the impatience, frustration, discouragement. Lord, I repent. I see it as sin. 
and I don't want it in my life. I let go. Invade me with your peace. Surround me with your peace. Get rid of anyone or anything in my life that hinders and is not of you. Prepare my heart. Prepare my mind and my emotions so I will wait patiently, trusting you, walking in your peace. You know the appointed times for my life, so I bind up the powers of darkness and forces of evil. Let every demonic assignment, assault, delay, or hinder that comes against your timing be completely dismantled destroyed broken over my life send your angels to help me Jesus hallelujah come on give God a shout hallelujah hallelujah come on praise him as we leave today if you have an, an offering and you want to put it in the basket, if you came late, just drop it in the basket. But right now, I want us to go out singing. That song was so God this morning.